Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your hands. Lift your hands to the Lord and begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. What a blessing. Say Lord, I thank you. I bless you for the great opportunity I have to be in your prayer. Everybody please lift your hands. Lift your hands to the Lord and go ahead. Go ahead and thank him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and thank him. In the name of Jesus. Mando, Lima, Sante, Limo, Tuba. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Be exalted. Be lifted, Lord. Oh, you deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise. Oh yes Lord in the mighty name of Jesus oh glory hallelujah glory hallelujah we thank you we bless you we give you all the glory in Jesus mighty name holy spirit of god you are most welcome father here we stand in your presence giving you all the praise all the adoration all the honor thank you for what you have done for us Thank you for salvation. Thank you Lord for sending your son to die a painful death so me and my friends could be saved. Oh yes, there is no greater love than for a man to give his life for his friends. Lord oh God, we thank you. We bless you. This morning we say have your way in us and let your purpose and let your will be done. Lord oh God, deliver us from the attacks of the enemy every plan of the enemy to steal the words that you are about to sow into our hearts we block it we come against it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus that as the sower sows lord this word will fall into a good ground that will bear fruits 100 fold 60 fold and 30 fold deliver us send word for your word and heal us bless oh god our mind bless our bodies bless our hands and lord i pray that everyone here under the sound of my voice will receive your benediction let our life turn around and let the faith in you bring us to where you need us to be we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name and all the saints shall shout and say amen Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Okay. If you're a pastor, you need to know that when you travel for a quarter, 3 months, some people wouldn't know. Some people wouldn't know that you traveled. So uh, there are people that I'm seeing here for the very first time this year. So I want to wish you a very happy new year. Happy new year to you. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's good to see you. You are looking fresh. You are looking sweet and nice. I think that you spend the Christmas very well. And I can see that the new year has been good so far. Hallelujah. All right. So we want to continue. God has not finished with you at all. You see, any time you wake up and you notice that you are still over here, it means God has something for you to do. God is very purposeful. If you look at a parable of the sower, the, the one he gave talents, he gave one, two, and five. The Bible says that the one that was given one and he did not use it, he collected it and he said, come home. He said, come home. So anytime you see that you are around, it means God has not finished with you. It also means that there's opportunity to use the talent that God has given you. Because when you decide that you will not use it at all, you can easily be called home. Hallelujah. And this year, by the grace of God, is declared, our Father, the prophet, has declared it as our year of seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. Seed time and what? Harvest. Amen. So our foundational scripture is found in Genesis chapter 8. 8, verse number 22. Is this uh, Mrs. what? Chinimbiri. Hello, Mrs. Hello. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. When you join the choir, you see that you are also getting married very soon. Hmm? The dancing stars got married. Not, I mean, a lot of them. And the choir also. So I don't know which group we are joining. But I joined something. Somebody will identify you, and before you notice, we are officiating your wedding. Amen. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, okay, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. And we need to understand why did God, this is not um, a statement that was written by even a prophet. God spoke, okay, concerning um, uh, uh, the offering or the giving that Noah had given. Noah gave an offering. When you read the earlier verses, okay, after the flood, Noah had escaped, I mean, a flood that had drown even the divers and good fishermen and fishes, even fishes died. So if you're a human being and you're a diver, you don't have any chance. Fishes were all dead. There were nothing to uh, even see. Animals and all, the only thing that survived were the uh, animals and the things that Noah took into the ark. Hallelujah. And when he came out of the flood and everything succeeded, Bible said that he offered a precious sacrifice. And when God smelled the, uh, 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 the savor or the scent of it, he was so pleased with uh, what Noah had done that in return, okay, in return, God said, I'm going to give you a secret. So the blessing... See, if you don't see this scripture as a revelation, a blessing, you wouldn't even know what it is. Okay? 
Because when uh, Solomon gave offering, God blessed him. The blessing that came in response to what Solomon had done was wisdom. He gave him wisdom. When David gave also um, an offering and said he was going to build God a house, God responded that even for the thoughts, I will build you houses. When Abraham gave his Isaac, how many remember Abraham giving his Isaac? God responded and said that indeed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. In blessing, I will bless you. Hallelujah. So it's like you cannot outgive God. When you give, it provokes God to give. Amen. God's palm is bigger than your palm. So as you give and your hands are free, expect that God will give you more than you can handle. Hallelujah. But when we come to Noah, when Noah gave, you may think that God did not give him, but he gave him the best. He gave, he gave him something that will cause him to have more than all the other people. God gave him a revelation, an understanding, something that will change his life. He said, look, I'm pleased with what you have given. Therefore, I'm going to give you a secret once you are on earth. Because in Psalm 115, verse number 16, the Bible says that the heavens belong to God, but the earth is given to the children of men. Can we read it together? One, go. The heavens, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so God says that, look, the heaven belongs to me, but the earth I have given it to you, the children of men. And God comes and gives Noah a secret that will help him to live on earth. Hello? Are you here? Yeah, it's just like you bought a car and you cannot start the car. You don't know how to operate. You can die in the car. So the manufacturer comes and tells you that this car, this is the reason. There's even a parachute in it. In case of this thing, there's ABS. It gives you so many things that you wouldn't have known. Because no one did not create the earth. Are you there? Yeah, so he comes and tells Noah that, you know what, as far as the earth remains, what is going to happen is that seed time and harvest and uh, summer and what, winter and day and night, cold and it will never cease. Amen. Amen. So he showed him that seed time and harvest and the rest is going to be seasons. So if you can take advantage of this, you are going to be blessed all your life. Hallelujah. That is why this year is declared as our year of seed time and harvest. Amen. Amen. I see you having a great harvest. I said, I see you having a great harvest. Whatever you sow in this year, whether it's school you are going to, whether it's business you are trying to do, whether it's a, a relationship you are embarking on, whether it's a marriage, whatever you are doing, may the Lord bless it. And may it become a blessing in the name of Jesus. So on earth, convert whatever you are doing into seed. So seed, your behavior, your conduct, your response, your character, your approach, your words. Let it be a seed. Amen. Amen. And you are going to have a great harvest. Hallelujah. 
So we spoke about seven seats that everybody must know. Okay? What was the first seed? The seed of the flesh. That you can sow some things into your flesh. And to sow things into your flesh, it goes through the, your five senses. What you hear. Okay? What you see. What you taste. What you feel. And what's the last one? What you smell. Do you understand? Yeah, they are all feeding the flesh. So you can sow into your flesh, the seed to the flesh. And Bible says that when you sow these seeds to your flesh, you shall reap corruption. Okay, anything that you do to benefit the flesh, it ends up in corruption. It begins to decay. It will corrupt. It will spoil. In uh, um, Galatians chapter 6, verse number 8, we are coming from a camp. The camp ended this morning, so... I can see somebody's eyes is red, so I understand. <laughs> I understand where the eyes is. So the Bible says, He that soweth to his, his what? Flesh shall of the flesh report corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Hallelujah. So when all your investment is going to benefit, all your money, all the things, it makes you feel good. You are listening to ungodly music. You are eating uh, different things. You want to see different things. All this can bring you. You, see, you can see and see till you begin to see that, look, I need to find a way to get what I'm seeing. You get it? Yeah, and that is why the guys, I will advise you when the summer comes and you see people are dressing uh, indecently, get a sun shades. Put it on. Because sometimes you see something, you want to go for it. Hey. What a shock. Because what you see affects you. What you hear affects you. What you taste affects you. That is how even when you move through the Stellenbosch and the wine uh, uh, roots, they allow you to taste the wine. Because as you taste it, you have a longing for it. And before... You notice it. You are buying what they gave to you as free. Because they just give you some free ones to develop a certain desire and longing for it. So that is why Jesus said that take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Because whatever you hear is very powerful. Jesus said that words are not what innocent. Words have effects. And in fact, he said, when you speak, it does not expire. You release something. You release it into existence, and it will confront you in eternity. Yeah, our judgment, part of our judgment will be based on the words you spoke. I'm not the one saying The Bible says it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Take it what you, what you hear. Yeah. So it is very important that the seed to the flesh and we come to seed of money. Yeah. Some people will never have money because they don't sow seeds of money. Money can be used as a seed to honor. You can give your, your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncle who looked after you, you can give them money. It's, a, it's an honor. And that will cause you also to be honored. 
Hallelujah. You can sow money as a tithe, as different things, the seed of money. What was the third one? Seed of righteousness. Doing right things is a seed. Because in this life, tell somebody in this life, you have a lot of opportunities to do wrong things. Oh, yes, I promise you. If you have not already had one, I'm telling you that there will be a lot of opportunities to do wrong things that nobody will know about. It will, you may think that it's between you and yourself. Me, myself, and I, these three selfish guys. But, you see, you need to be like Joseph, who sowed the seed of righteousness. They said, look, look, your, my master... Has, he said, even my master doesn't know what he owes. Everything he has is under me. The only thing that belongs to my master is you, the wife. So you cannot force me to sin against my boss. Say, so, yeah, nobody will know it. It will be between the two of us. But what kind of wickedness? I will not sow this seed of wickedness and sin. So Joseph sowed the seed of what? Righteousness. That is why wherever he went, he could see that God's eye is on him wherever. So the seed of righteousness. The next one, the seed of serving the Lord. We spoke about it. You can get uh, it. And what was the sixth one? Uh, fifth one, the seed of tongues. Now the seed of tongues is the seed of disloyalty. The prophet preached about it. Okay, so if you want to understand it fully, get that message, the seed of disloyalty. When you intend, there are people that set themselves up to be bitter or bad experiences for others. May that never be your portion. Amen. Sometimes somebody sees you, you don't know the person from Adam, and he just or she just hates you. You don't even know why. I don't know you. I don't know, where from this character, where from this behavior? Some people just lift themselves up to oppose and be very uh, uh, wicked and bitter towards you. They are sowing seeds of tongues. Especially people who pay evil with good. After somebody has done so much good to you, what is your response? Did I tell you the story of the lady who lost the parent and stayed with the big sister? Stayed with the big sister. The big sister became like the mother to this lady, looked after her in school. She finished, she had to go to university. She looked after her, everything. So that big sister became like her mother. And after she finished the university, the, the big sister was pregnant. She went to deliver. And she took over the husband. Of her big sister. Um, you see, when I talk about seed of tongues, when somebody has been so kind to you, what is your response? What is your response? And some of us, we are like, we are like crab. You, nobody can have you for a friend or a pet. A crab is the only animal that you can have for a pet. You can feed it one million years, it will still bite you. Even snakes are used for pets. It's like your meme, you forget. 
You cannot remember the good that has been done to you. You can only remember wicked things. It's not good. Don't sow seeds of tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Give, give yourself to good things. Even if you have experienced some bad things in life, you can make a difference. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says that he that pays, can I have that scripture? He that pays good with evil. Bible says that evil will never depart from the person's home. Have you seen that scripture? He that sows, uh, he that pays, let, let me get it for you. Yeah. Whoso rewarded what? Evil for good. So your reward for good is evil. Bible evil shall not depart from his home. So the only time the person may not have evil is when you don't have a home. So you may have to bring, you may have to stay, you may have to stay outside, you may have to be a, 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 a pauper. Because when you rent a, a room, evil will follow you. Even if it's not your, once you have a house, evil, said, evil will not. So let us not be people who sow evil or pay uh, evil when good has been done to us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, don't take sides. You don't know what it has taken your mother for you to be sitting where you are. Don't leave it to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of the things are tricks. The devil can provoke you. Sometimes the person who has been so good to you is also the person who can offend you. Yeah. It could be. The person who has been so good to you may be also the person who will step on your toe. Because you brought your toe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number six, the seed of the word. And that is what we are talking about. So last week we were talking about the seed of the word. In Isaiah chapter 55, okay, the Bible says, we read from verse number, let's go to verse number 10 and 11. The seed of the word. The seed of the word. What is the word of God? Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. So the seed of the word, the word of God is God himself. So when you have the word with you, what you have is God. So how much of the word you have is how much of God you have. If you don't have the word, you don't have God. Amen. Yeah? It's as simple as that. That is why the Bible is called the word of God. The word of God. Amen. Amen. In First John chapter 5 verse 7, Bible says, There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And John chapter 1 verse number 14, the Bible says, And the Word, and the Word was made flesh. So the Word was not flesh. It is when the Word became flesh that we called him Jesus. So in John 14, 1, Bible says, and the word was what? Made flesh. And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as uh, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Grace and truth. So I'm showing you that in heaven, there was no Jesus. There was the word. 
when the word became flesh, we called him Jesus. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, so the word is God. He said, they had three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Why are there no angels in heaven? Why are they saying that there are only three that bear record in heaven? First John chapter 5, verse number 7. Look at it. How many believe that there are angels in heaven? So why is the Bible saying that there are three? For they are what? Can we read it? It's the seed of the word, so we need to read the Bible together. One go. That bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three. Amen. What about the angels? Are they not in heaven? So why are there only three that bear record in heaven? So here, the Bible is talking about those who were not created. Are you here? This is the three that were not created. Every other thing was created by the word. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. When you come to John, the Bible says, and, and in, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were what? Created by the word. And nothing was made that. So if the word that does not do anything, so the word is responsible for creation. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the three, that was created. You see, when you go to the verse number eight, First John chapter seven, uh, chapter five, verse uh, eight. It also shows you the three that are on earth. Can you see it? There are also three that bear witness in earth. Who are they? The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Amen. Amen. So anything that does not have spirit, that does not have Water and blood is not supposed to be on earth. That is why for Jesus to be on earth, he had to become a man, to have a spirit, okay? And to be born of a man. That is why when he was dying, he had to be pierced. And when he was pierced, Bible says the water and the blood, they came out to show that he was really a man. Because the three for you to be on earth, you need to be spirit, hmm? water, and blood. You cannot. So when, spirit, that's why we are able to cast demons out. Okay. Because they, don't, they, they are spirits. They don't have blood. And there's no water in them. They are squatters. They don't belong here. For you to be legally here, you need to have spirit. There must be water in you, and you must blood should flow into you. That is why when he was dying, the last check that the guy was really a man. We want to check was that they pierce his side, and Bible says the water and the blood came out to show that he is not a spirit, a man. Hallelujah! Amen. Are you here? Yeah, so we are talking about a seed of the word. The seed of the word. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying to you that the word of God, you can't do nothing without the word of God. 
The word of God is what makes us who we are. Whatever we know or you will know will come through the word. If you go to school, whatever you know now, it came through the word that they taught you. We know God because of the word that we have learned. It's what, so if you don't have the word of God, you don't know much. And God says that he will do nothing outside his word. The word of God is the language of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot talk to you without the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God is the, is the, is the power behind creation. The word of God is what does whatever God is doing. Amen. So in uh, Isaiah chapter 55, the Bible says, verse number 10. Okay, I like it. But one of the soldiers, go back to the scripture you were showing. Okay. But one of the soldiers with spear pierced aside and forthwith came there out water and hot blood. And the Bible says after that he gave up the spirit. He gave up the spirit. So it shows that Jesus was truly a man. He was able to dwell over here. Well, we go back to the seed of the word quickly before we go. So the Bible says, for as the rain, okay, cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give what? Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse number 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me what? Void, but it shall accomplish. Bible says the word of God will not return to him empty, but it shall what? Accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Hallelujah. So the word of God, the Bible, whatever God says to you, the Bible says that just as you can see the rain coming down and the strong, uh, snow from heaven to the earth, and it causes parched uh, 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 brown places to be green, then it causes seed to spring up and it causes vegetations to do well. So that is how my word is. Hallelujah. He said, my word is like the rain that comes. When you abandon yourself to my word, when you soak my word, when you listen to my word, when you read my word, when you practice my word, the effect that water has on, uh, 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 what do you call it? Lawn is the same effect that the word of God will have. He said, my word is like water. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And it will cause you to be fruitful. So last week I was telling you that it does not matter your background. It does not matter the unfortunate circumstance that surrounds your birth. It doesn't matter where you are giving birth to. Mm-hmm. See, when you hear that, oh, I mean, he had a noble birth. They do, it's another way to say that he was born by a poor people. Do you understand? That's a noble birth. It's a, this new English that doesn't allow you to hear what they are trying to <laughs> say. <laughs> so, you may have been born into a poor family. It doesn't matter. 
when you expose yourself to the word of God, the rain of the word, the rain of the word will cause you to be fruitful, will cause you to bring forth, will cause you to bad, you cause you to become. And the Bible says the word that you abandon yourself to or you hear or you submit to is going to accomplish what God has sent. So when the Bible says or the, when God says that you will be the head and you read that word and you accept it, it will not return to God empty, but it shall accomplish what he pleased or what the purpose for which he sends the word. So that word will ensure that you become the head and not the tail. When the word of God comes to you and says that you are healed, do you understand? The Bible said that word will not return to him void. It will accomplish what he sent it to. It will be until your healing is manifested. When the word of God comes to you and he says that, say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. Hallelujah. And whatever the word of God says, if you can believe it and you can accept it, okay? Bible says that that word is like a rain that comes unto you. It has a purpose. It is going to cause you to be nourished. It's going to cause you to bad. It's going to cause you to flourish and to bring forth some fruits. Hallelujah. Amen. But most people don't even have good Bibles to start with. Most people don't read the word of God. Christians, last week we were talking about who a Christian is. And I was saying to uh, you that a Christian is not somebody who fills a form and says that I'm not a Buddhist, I'm not a Krishna, and I'm also not a Muslim. Then he takes that he's a Christian. No. You can't even say that you are a Christian. Those who were uh, uh, called Christians, the Bible says that they did not say they were Christian. People saw them and they said that you look like little Christ. Tell somebody, I want to see whether you look like a little Christ. <laughs> so actually, you will be able to tell me whether I'm a Christian or not, not what you are saying. Mm? In Acts, the Bible said that they were first called what? Christians in Antioch. Hallelujah. Amen. And I was showing you that how do you become a Christian? Jesus said, okay, in John chapter 3, verse number 3, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom. So most of us are born again, but not Christians. Because you have received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That makes you a born again. But even the born again, Bible says, unless you are born of the water and of the word, unless you are born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom. Hallelujah. So being born again helps you to see the kingdom. And being born of the water, of the word, in Ephesians 5.26, Bible says that you will be uh, sanctified and cleansed by the washing of the water by the word. So it's the water that washes you. Amen. When the word of God, you read it, it washes, it cleanses you, it purifies you. Amen. Okay. In First Peter chapter 1, verse number 22, Bible says, you had obeyed the truth to the purifying of your souls. It is when you obey the word of God, the truth, that you become purified. So the word of God has a way of making you into who God wants you to be. Without the word of God, you cannot become. 
You cannot have a doctor who has not read medicine becoming. You may have been to the school, but unless you read and you practice, okay, for six years, practicing, learning, and studying medicine, you cannot become a doctor. How many understand? So when you get born again and you don't continue in the word, you don't become a disciple and you can't move there from there to become a Christian. So in John chapter 8, verse number 31 and 32, Bible says, Jesus said unto those Jews who believed in him, that if you continue in my word, tell somebody continue in his word. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. So from born again, to entering into the kingdom and becoming a disciple before you can appear as a Christian. Because a disciple is a follower, somebody who follows, okay? And Jesus said that to be a disciple, you must continue in his word. Hallelujah. And when you continue in his word for some time, you see that people will see you, they will see that you look like little Christ. Are you here? Yeah, so the word of God is what will give birth to all this. Without the word of God, you as a Christian, you cannot even have victories. The enemy will begin to... If there are Christians who are afraid of uh, uh, witches. They are afraid of San Gomez. When they call their name in uh, a shrine, they will be afraid. And I mean, evil spirit can actually torment and harass and kill you. Because there's no power in you. Do you remember what Jesus said that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you? So there is a power that comes upon a Christian, and that power works with the word of God. If that power is not in you, you may be a Christian. You will be like an army officer or a police officer who is not wearing the uniform and is not having a gun. You can be treated like a civilian. You just be like a civilian. You can easily be uh, beaten by scholars. But when you are in your uniform and you have your gun on you, uh, even when you are having running to, to me, you are powerful. Even when you are feeling dizzy, you just need to stand on end two and manage to lift your hand like that. The latest BMW with the fastest driver will have to stop because you have a certain power. Without the word of God as a Christian, you are like an army officer without a uniform and without a gun. You are like a police officer in a civilian uh, clothing. Nobody will know who you are. It's the word of God that gives you the power. Hallelujah. It's the word of God that gives you the authority. Amen. So, uh, the Bible talks about the word of God. That in the in the olden days, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 20 and 21, Bible says that the prophecy of scriptures is not of any private interpretation. Go to 21. Yeah. 2 Peter, sorry. 1, 20 and 21. Bible said there is no, the scriptures is of no private interpretation. Okay, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. But holy men of God, 
were moved to speak by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And go to uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. I'm talking about a seed of the word. So we will quote a lot of the word. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2. Look at this. Can we read it together? One, go. God, who in sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse number 2. Has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, who he has appointed her of all things, by whom also he has. God made the word by the word. His son is the word. Hallelujah. That is why you need to have a good Bible that the words of Jesus will be in red. Bible said that in time past, in the Old Testament, God spoke to us by the prophets. But in this New Testament, God has spoken to us by his son. Hallelujah. He's spoken to us by his son. And you need to understand, hallelujah, that the son of God, his word to you is going to change your life. There is nothing that can be compared with the word of God. Amen. Amen. That is why when the word of God dwells in you, you are able to become very powerful. Become, you can't understand. You can't understand. And that is how. Are you there? That is how the first miracle was worked. The miracle that was worked in Canaan of Galilee. Bible said that at the wedding, the wine was finished. And the mother told Jesus that the people are not having wine and the wine is finished. And he said, woman, what have I to do with thee? My time has not come. But Mary said to the people, whatever he said to you, do it. Tell somebody whatever Jesus said, do it. Whatever the word says, do it. And what did he do? He told the people, he said, take a vessel. Take a pot, a vessel, and the, and the vessel is me and you. And say, fill it with water. And the water is the word of God. According to Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 26, the water is the word of God. Hallelujah. He said, don't fill it to the uh, half or quarter. He said, fill it to the brim. Hmm? Yeah. He said, fill it to the brim. Then he said that there should be what? Franking and, and, and purification. When you are pure and incense of two or three apiece, Jesus said, oh, they fill the water pots with water and they fill it up to the brim. Continue. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they did it and it became But Before this, you notice that after, before the water was filled, into the, the, there is a, a, an incense. Go to verse number five, is it? Okay, the mother said unto the servant, whatsoever he said to you, do it. Okay, six. And there were said, there's six water pots of stones after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing what? Two or three franken apiece. This talks about, you see, purification talks about holiness, okay? So the vessel was purified, okay? 
Yeah, the verse was righteous. And it said two or three frankincense. That talks about prayer. When you are pure, when you are holy, your vessel is kept in a certain way. And you have a prayer of two to three hours daily. Then you go, you go on. Okay? And you fill yourself with the word of God to the brim. I'm showing you how miracles happen. How to work miracles. You see that when your vessel is pure, and the vessel have two or three hours prayer daily, and you have filled it with the word of God to the brim. Now, when you pour it, it will not be ordinary water, but it becomes wine. When you see somebody who preaches and the word of God becomes nice, it means the person's vessel is purified. There is prayer, and he is filled with the word of God to the brim. Hallelujah. Are you here? Ordinary water becomes wine when it is in a holy container, okay, and it is to the brim. Are you there? So what is the word of God? <laughs> Quickly. I'm trying. Good. So, in John, the Bible says that the word has the power to cleanse our hearts. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse number 3, what does the Bible say? Bible says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Is it there? So the word of God has the power to clean us. So when you don't read the word of God, you know, somebody was telling me that, Pastor, I am not happy about the way my mind works. I'm always having evil thoughts. It's too much. Will you pray for me? I said, I won't pray for you. So I gave her a book to read. I said, read this book in the Bible. When you finish, tell me what happened. She said, wow. After she finished reading the book, it said, I feel free. Wow. wow. Yeah, that was it. I said, I, I, no, not, not a prayer. Mm-hmm. Not a prayer. The word cleanses. Wow. The word washes. See, as you are reading, it is washing your soul. It is washing your, your mind. It is purifying you. You have bad thoughts. You have ill nature. So many things are in you because you have not exposed yourself to the word of God. If you expose yourself to the word of God, every evil thought will go away. Can I hear the loudest amen? Yes. The Bible says, it said, Verily I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. So when you keep the word of God, the Bible says you will not die. In John 8, 51, that is what the Bible says. So whether you have life eternal or not is based on what you have in you. Amen. Okay. And in John chapter 6, verse number 63, the Bible says that it is the spirit that quickness. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So when people speak, what comes out is not uh, uh, empty. They are spirits. So you need to be careful who you are listening to. Because words are spirits. Tell somebody words are spirits. So as I'm talking, spirits are flying into you. That's why you can hear somebody. People die because of what people say. 
Have you been there? Somebody says something. You can't be angry for two weeks. You would have preferred. Somebody told me that I would even prefer to be hurt physically than those words that she says to me. How many have heard words that is there, it can't go away. But physical wounds have been healed. But the wait has been 20 years, so you remember it. People commit suicide because of what they hear. People kill others because of what they hear. People become, become destitute because of what? What are spirits? Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus said, the word that you are hearing from him, when you hear the word from Jesus, is what? Spirit and they are life and peace. So when you hear a word from somebody who is also evil, it's not everywhere that is life and peace. No. It's not everywhere that gives you life and peace. It's the words from Jesus that gives you life and peace. So when you hear a word from a bad person, that's what the Bible says, blessed is the man who follow not after the counsel of the ungodly, nor seated on the seat of the scornful, nor standed in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the word or in the law of the Lord. In his law does he meditate day and night. Say this person, shall be blessed in all his deeds. His leaves will not wither. Yeah. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And he will bring forth his fruit in a season. Hallelujah. Amen. So the way that you are hearing is going to cause something. Can I tell you something? Tell us. If you want to be an armed robber, don't go to school for it. Look for an armed robbers and talk to them. You become one. If you want to be a bad girl, there are a lot of bad girls. Join them. You see that you become, by the way you hear, you change. Weights are no neutral. Your dress, you see, your dressing will change. Your hairstyle will change. You'll be, you, you, because of the words you have heard. Yeah. You will want to practice what you have heard. So words are not empty, but you see, that's what I'm talking about, the seed of the word. So what will happen to somebody who is also sowing the seed of the word of God? You even, uh, your lecturer who is a drunkard, after he has spoken to you for three years, you become a nurse. After he's spoken to you for five years, you become an architect or Six years, you become a doctor. The weight of ordinary men can convert you into something. What about the weight of God? I said, what about the word of God? We are not changing. We are not transforming. We are not becoming because we have not exposed ourselves to the word of God. As you expose yourself to the Bible, as you read it, you see that the power of God. You see, when, when man exposes himself, or himself to the word of God, he becomes a man of God. When a woman exposes himself to the word of God and deals with him, she becomes a woman of God. Part of the person becomes. The person can talk like God. We say, be healed, and you are healed. The person begins to behave like God. 
You know why it's not God? But because the word of God, because the word of God, hallelujah, lives and dwells in that person. It's just like taking a, a, a screwdriver and rubbing it on a magnet. God is that magnet. He has all the magnetic powers. But after you have read his word for some time that you have related, you see that that screwdriver begins to be magnetic. It begins to be able to behave like a magnet. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's why a man of God or a woman of God can look at you and say, that be healed and you are healed. Because the word of God is in his heart. The word of God is in his mouth. The word of God is being practiced by the person. Without the word, you can do nothing. In Psalm 107, verse number 20, the Bible says, look at it, Psalm 107, verse 20. Are you there? He sent what? His word. And healed them and delivered them from their distraction. Hallelujah. It's the word that will heal you. I said, it's the word that will heal you. In the, in the, in, look, Bible says he healed them with his word. When Jesus came, he was the word. He was healing them because the word of God was moving. The word of God was moving. He was opening the blind eye. He was, he was, he was raising the, the word of God will raise the dead. Because he came. The word of God was walking on water. The word of God was multiplying bread. The word of God was cleansing lepers. The word of God. And if you have the word of God in you, that's what Jesus said. Greater works will you do. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you doing greater works. Amen. I'm talking about the seed of the word of God. I said I'm talking about the seed of the word of God. You see a very wicked girl. After she has exposed herself to the word of God, she changes. And when you look at her, she looks different. See, when you are truly born again and you have exposed yourself, your old boyfriend will see you and will be shy of you. Yeah. But the fact that they see you and they still want to sleep with you means that there's no man change. Look a little closer. When they look a little, they know that no, you are not the person they know. Hallelujah. May the word of God have its free course. I say, may the word of God have its free course. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Very, very important. I'm trying. If you don't have the word of God, you can do nothing. Bible said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Are you here? The reason why your prayer is not being answered is because the word of God is not abiding in you. Because if the word of God abides in you, you are going to pray according to the word of God. You will know what you should ask because the word of God says this. It says this. So when you are asking, you will ask according to the word of God. But because you don't have the word of God, you ask a mix. You pray a mix. Like one day a, a, a sister was saying that this year something will happen. So what will happen? Say, so, uh, uh, so a certain sister will die so that she will take over the husband. Hey! And she believes that so the sister um, married the uh, the brother married the wrong uh, uh, person. 
God has revealed to her that she is the original rib. So she was growing and not getting married because she's waiting. That. So he said that, Pastor, this year something will happen. I said, what will happen? So this year is the year of promise. It's because you don't have the word of God. I said, it's because you don't have the word of God. And can I tell you, the original wife was growing even stronger and fatter. She's still alive. <laughs> Your wish will not be done unless it is according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you here? And the Bible said the word of God is a lamp and it's a light. Look, look at even John. It said, I, I, I like it from John. It said, in him was life and the life was the light of man. The word of God is the light. If you don't have the word of God, you are walking in darkness. You will hurt yourself. Anyone who has gone against the word of God has hurt himself or herself. How many here, not you, you know somebody who disobeyed the word of God and she was crying afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. When, when the word of God told you that you cannot have premarital sex, you said no. You have done everything and the person leaves you. And when you think about it, when you think about it, that ah, I should have obeyed the word of God. You, you try, you did your best. You really did your best. You thought that you would win a man by gymnastics, by different styles and acrobatics. No, 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 no. You are doing things that even prostitutes cannot do. And when we are telling you the word of God, you are saying that, oh, what are you saying? He loves me. He loves me. Eh. He loves you. I say he loves you. you. You wait. When your heart is broken, I will be here to pray for you. I will still be here. Remember that I'm, my seat is right here. Yeah. Don't go far. Don't go. It will not go by painkillers. Grandpa cannot. You see that the pain is in a place that hand cannot touch. And I promise you that I will be here to pray for you. And I will pray for her. I say, Lord, please be merciful. Please touch her. And deliver her from broken hearts. Let somebody love her. And I will give you my, my nice tissue and wipe your tears and say, Sister, a new one will come. It is well. A new one will come. Say, yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. When you break the word of God, the word of God will break you. You break the word of God and see, you break you. you. Look, one day a band of God went to a psychiatry. There were people there. They give them the food. They changed the name of the food to the, uh, the people who are broken their hearts. They were punching the food. John, oh, John, John, John. The food was in the paper. They were pinching it. John, oh, John, John. John, they couldn't even see that it's a food they need to eat. They were pinching the John. Oh, John. Oh, John. Oh, John. Oh, John. 
when God has told you that love the Lord your God, I'm still talking about the word of God, with all your hearts, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You have given all your heart to a man. Because he told you that I will give, the man told you that I will give you my heart and I'll run on batteries. And you also believed it. And he looked at you and said, even what makes me, what makes me so sure that you are the one is since the time I saw you, I've forgotten all the pains I have in my body. You are the only mosquito in my net. You are the only mosquito in his net. You, you, you are the sugar in my tea. He will tell you, I will, I will swim across the ocean to bring you a glass of water on a Sunday. Hey. And you believe it. This, this rap has worked on so many people. You are the next person this rap is with. Believe the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If a man does not like you because you will not give yourself to, he's not the right person. Because you don't give yourself to the person, he said, look, you don't know. Men, if you give yourself, men, you know, there's a battery called Ever Ready. Have you seen the, that battery before? Do you know that battery? Ever Ready, but they don't need any effort to be ready. Men. Uh, you are like a plate they are eating. They don't even remember. As you, you know, ladies are very emotional. So when, when you give yourself to man, you, you, it's like a special thing to you. He doesn't even remember. He doesn't even, it's like one uh, uh, water that he drank and threw the bottle away. So you break the word of God. Are you here? Last week I told I told you the word of God is authoritative and final. Hallelujah. That there will be advice from your boss, from your mother, from your the constitution, from but the word of God is the authoritative and final. When God speaks, no nobody. Okay. Can I continue? Can I? Okay. I want to give you one more, then we'll be out of here. Are you ready? Okay. Men don't need encouragement. Don't, don't. Even Abraham, the father of faith, when the wife made the mistake and suggested Hagar. Hey! <laughs> Me, my advice to you as a lady, don't make a mistake. Don't, as a lady, don't look at your husband and say, oh, this girl is also very beautiful. Be careful. Be, ve- be very careful. Because I, I was surprised that Abraham of all people, if Sarah... The father of faith, he said, why don't you look at Hagar? Say, uh-huh, you really? 
Before we know it, Ishmael was around. Hallelujah. Okay. The word of God is a fire. We need fire for so many things. There are things in this life that without the fire of the word of God, it will not go. There are things that if you want to fasten itself unto you. How many can see that sometimes there is a a sickness or condition that wants to fasten itself to you? When food is not hot, when food is not hot, flies come and settle on it. Have you seen flies that are settled? It's because the food is not hot. The absence of fire causes demons. Flies always depict demons. Flies always depict demons. So when there's no fire of the word of God, demons have access to you. But the, what makes you fiery is the word of God. When you have the word of the fire of the word of God keeps the flies away. There is no fly who is intelligent who will land on a hot plate. Yeah. No, no, even abnormal flies don't land on hot plates. <laughs> Are you here? Yes. So in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse number 14, look at what the Bible says. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse number 14. Wherefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, because ye speak this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth, fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And the people would, and it shall devour them. Amen. Amen. So the word of God becomes fire. Sicknesses that are trying to fasten itself to you, may the fire of the word devour it. Amen. I say, may the fire of the word devour it. Amen. Persistent headache, chronic situation, I release the fire of the word to devour it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stupidity and folly that you yourself you sit back and say that ah why am I believing not as somebody but you can see that why am I behaving so foolishly? How many have been there that you can see that ah yeah it's a spirit. Bible calls the spirit of folly is being devoured now by the fire of the word. Whatever makes you speak stupidly, foolishly. May it be devoured by the word of God. Let the word of God devour it. Let it burn it. Now in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of his word. Whatever sickness, whatever pain, whatever condition is trying to attach itself to you. You have taken medication, it's not going. You have gone for injection, it's not going. You have done exercise, it's not going. I am here to declare the word of God in my mouth as fire. Let it devour that skin condition. Let it devour that behavior. Let it devour that cancer tissue. Let it devour that that abnormal growth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Is your word not like fire? Receive the fire of his word. Receive the fire of his word. The word of God is fire. Yes. And it's the one that you don't read. Yes. That is why things are heaping. You don't even understand why things are heaping on you. The different things. Different things one after. But I'm telling you, the fire of the word is devouring it. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? The next one. 
the word of God is hammer. It breaks in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse number 29. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29. I want us to read it together. It's the word of God we are preaching. So now we are all reading it. Can we go one? Go. It's not as a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh rock in pieces. Hallelujah. Rocks always depict problems. Rock always depict problems. Hardships, trouble, whatever trouble you have in your life. Financial trouble is being broken by the hammer of the word. I said financial trouble is being broken. I said financial trouble is being broken. Loneliness. Loneliness has become a rock that is not going away. I break it now. In the name of Jesus, I hammer loneliness. I crack it. It is broken. In the name of Jesus. Barrenness. Barrenness. Let it be broken. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hey. Some of us, you have a very negative, I mean, name in your society. Even though you are born again by your past, it's like an ancient rock that when they see you, but may the rock of bad name that is associated to you be broken by the hammer of the word. May the hammer of the word of God break every rock in the name of Jesus. Whatever is in your womb that doesn't allow you to conceive, we break it into pieces. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of stubbornness. You yourself, you know you are stubborn. We break it now. We break it now. The spirit of disobedience, we break you. In the name of Jesus. Hey, ancient deities and powers from our lineage. Some of the things are rock. You can see it on your grandfather. On your grandmother, on your auntie, on your mother, you can see your sisters. But may the hammer of the word break that. I knew a family. Anytime they completed high school, the, the person became crazy. Oh, yes. Primary school, they are fine. And they were intelligent. Top class. When they finished the high school, Hey, where, where from this? And I need a certain family. Every first marriage don't survive. Every first day, every lady in that family has uh, at least two or three husbands. The first one, proper marriage, but it will, it will be broken. They, they will dissolve the marriage and they will have another one. Then the problems. I, I, I watch, I say, what is this? Whatever is like a rock in their family. See, they have pictures, they are images. May the hammer of the word break it away. Yeah. You know, you yourself, you can see that this thing is there. It's like a rock waiting for you just need to, but it is broken away. Some of us, poverty. Poverty is the, the rock of ages. When you look into your family, the most important person is you. 
Before you, there's no one, and after you are like ancient of days. There is no one to help when there's a form to fill. You, there's nobody. One day, somebody came to me. He said, Pastor, you are the only important person I know. I said, oh. I said, don't worry. God will lift you. Today, as I'm talking, he's become a leader and a more important person. Whatever is like a rock, poverty rock, may it be broken in your life. In the name of Jesus. Are you there? Then the word of God is a sword. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 17. The sword of the word. The sword of the word. What does the Bible say? And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Hallelujah. You know, when you have the word of God, you have a sword. You are armed. Demons wouldn't want to come closer to you. If you don't read the word of God, if you don't know the word of God, demons will want to practice with you. Oh, yes. You see, when you are walking on this pavement and you see somebody coming with a machete, as you are going, you're on this pavement of the road, he's over there, and he sees you, and he crosses to join. Then you, you cross, then he comes over here. You try to cross, and he follows you here with a machete. You notice that you will not be happy. You can easily start screaming, hey, hey, you, you call for help. Yeah. When you are holding the word of God in your, you become a dangerous person. The devil says, you said, this guy is armed. But if you don't have the word of God, even scholars will see such a person and say, no, 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 we can be hurt. Let's look for people who are not armed. When you have the word of God, you are armed. Arm yourself with the word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Are you there? Fantastic. The word of God is also a mirror. A mirror. Hallelujah. All ladies have mirrors. A big one in the house. That's why when we did the washroom over there, I said, I said to this, I, I need two mirrors. Do you have two mirrors in the washroom? Yeah, because I said, I need two for the ladies. I Two big ones for the ladies. They need a mirror. Yeah, I, they need a mirror. They need the mirror. Oh, huh? yeah. They need the mirror. Yeah, to look at them. Mm. Then they will do. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Then they will shine the. I, I thank God that lips, lipstick is not poison. All ladies will be dead by now. Now they, when they finish, they will close their eye and they put that. It's working. Hey! And now they have something small. Me, I have only a comb for my hair, but they have something, a comb, small, a very small comb for the, this, you know, they do it like this. Say, hey! Mascara. Island, I say, hey! When will I also comb my eyelashes? Or... Hey, and they have some nice, it's not simple but they need the mirror to see. 
Hallelujah. But even more important is the mirror of the word of God. Hallelujah. Look at what you cannot do without the mirror. We have big one in the house. We have one over there, but in their backs, there's a mirror. That is how the word of God should be. You have some in the home. You have some at work. You have some in your bag. May the mirror of the word. I said the mirror of the word. I'm preaching for the ladies. I said I'm preaching for the ladies. May the word of God be a mirror. When you see any handbag, I'm telling you, I promise you, they may not be, uh, uh, what do you call it, bank card, but a mirror, dear. a broken piece of mirror. Oh, there is a mirror over there. And that is the word of God. You shall always have the word of God. You shall always have the mirror of the word. It will reflect, it will show you how you look like. Anyone who don't read the word of God will never know who you are. Can I tell you something? People who always get offended with pastors, with shepherds, with leaders, with their parents, with their mothers, their aunties, they don't have mirrors. They don't see themselves. Until the invention of mirrors, the only person you cannot see is yourself. So when you don't have the word of God, you will see everybody but yourself. Yeah. You see this person that don't like me. This person is too shouting. You will see it, but you don't know. You wouldn't see your character. You will never see your, your behavior. You will never see your stubbornness. You will never see your unyielding, unbending, never giving, never say yes. Hey, you are like Something that, like a, a, um, a, a, what do you call, a rock or onion that cannot be bent. But when you have the mirror of the word, we look at it and say, that, Yo, this is me. I don't like what I see. I don't like what I see. Sometimes after you have finished dressing, you have, then we look into your dress and say, mm. that hand is not working. Then they will remove the wig. Say, so I need a, a new one. <laughs> But if somebody told you that, remove the way you say that, no. You get it. Yeah. You yourself, as you have dressed and you are standing there, you notice that the dress is making your breast flat. So the thing should be hanging small. Are you getting it? This dress must go. They will take it off and get one that is loose. That can. Ah. It's not me saying it to. The person is looking into the mirror, looking at what must be adjusted. What needs readjustment? Yeah. What needs repainting? Yeah. Relining, repolishing. Hey. But if somebody should tell you, hmm, it's very difficult. Very difficult to tell somebody that you have bad breath. Hey, how do you say it? But when the person that. They say, I'm coming. You see that the person goes and use a, a, a mouthwash. But if you are going to tell somebody that he's having a bad breath, it's very difficult. But when you yourself notice that you were yawning, then you notice that, mm, is that what is coming? Let me. Is that me? Look at what the Bible says. James. James. We are reading together, then we will be out of here. This is where we close. 
James chapter 1. Let's read from 22 to 25. Listen to this. But thoughts, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a woman beholding her natural face in a mirror or in a glass. No, but this day there are men who also like mirror. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. A man, a man like you, you are there looking at your back, putting cream on your back. I will beat you, you will see. Leave that for the ladies. A man, you are sitting down, calling people to come uh, put cream at your back. Hey, what is happening? What are all this? That's why I'm changing that thing to a woman. <laughs> 23, let's go to the 23. See, the woman, why are you not saying the pastor change it to a, a, <laughs> If For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like what? Unto a woman. Do we agree on this one? Or we should still use the man? Because, look, I, most men, I can tell you, they don't remember when last they saw a mirror. Most men. Maybe at the barber. <laughs> Maybe at the barber. Men, they comb their head, they are going, they don't even know how it's looking. <laughs> he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeted what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that, I mean, what kind of man or a woman is it that you look into a mirror, you see your face, and you forget how you were looking? That just may you forget what you need to do. Say, anyone who hears the word of God and is not a doer, you are like somebody who looks into a mirror and you forget. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah, you look into that. So when you want to really see who you are, read the word of God. The word of God will show you. As you read it, you notice that mm, this character must stop. Yeah, many people who are not doing well, who are offended, is because they don't read the word of God. When you, you know, nobody argues with God. Nobody hears from God and doubt. Two things. Can I tell you two things? Nobody hears from God and doubt. When you hear from God, the reason why you are doubting is because you did not hear. If you hear from God, you will not doubt. And second, nobody argues with God. See, when your pastor tells you, you argue. When your shepherd, when your mother, when your uncle tells you, you will argue. But as you read the word of God and God himself by his spirit begins to deal with you, 
See that you'll be crying. I'm sorry. You see that you are, you are crying there. Are you going to argue with God? No, you argue with God. And when you hear God speak to you, faith rises up. In fact, that scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith comes when you hear from the, the, uh, God. Anytime you hear from God, you have faith. You cannot doubt. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that word of God is not logos. It's not the written word. It's the rhema. What God has revealed to you. When God reveals something to you, it gives you faith. Hallelujah. And I see you having faith. I see you having a mirror. You will see which part that you need to arrange. By the reason of the mirror, ladies are able to make themselves very beautiful. By the reason of a mirror, they don't need a beautician. They are able to do their own hair. By the reason of the mirror, they are able to do and dress up and do everything, look very nice. That shall be. That shall be the prophecy. As you behold your face in the word of God, as you take the mirror of the word, as you read the word, you will see yourself. Your change shall appear. The word of God will control your life. The word of God will chip away all the uncomely places. All the rusty places will be changed as you behold. Just like a lady uh, beholding his face, her face and polishing up and becomes beautiful by the use of a mirror, so shall the word be. As you read the word, as you do the word, as you practice the word, oh, every negativity will go away. Watch how you will be turned into a beautiful, perfect image of Christ in the name of Jesus. May the word of God dwell in you richly. May the word of God have a free course in your life. May you retain the word of God. May you practice the word of God. May you do the word of God. Remember his word, his word, his word, his spirit, and his life will give you peace. May you receive comfort from the word of God. May the peace that comes through his word be your portion. May the light of his word shine in your life. May the sword of his word be in your hands. May the hammer of his word be in your hands. Oh, may the fire of his word burn away everything that is not nice about you. The seed of the word of God. As you sow this seed, may your life become beautiful. May your life become so awesome that people will ask, and you refer them that is the word of God, the seed of the word. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. He shine his face upon you. May he fulfill his word to you. Whatever you have read, whatever you have seen, whatever you have listened to, the positive ones, the good ones, the word of God to you, may God fulfill every one of it. Be blessed, be highly favored, and may the Lord be with you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Stand to your feet and let's go. Hallelujah. Please close your eyes with me, wherever you are, and just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God. Just for a minute. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you for the seed of the word. 
May we not be the same because of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, as we close, still our eyes closed. Maybe somebody invited you. Or you came on your own. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell when this life is over. I want to be born again. Perhaps you don't even know what it means to be born again. But all you want to say is that I want to be where Jesus is when this life is over. Will you please help me? Will you please pray with me? Will you help me so that when all is said and done, I will see Jesus, I will be with Jesus. If this is what you are saying, stand wherever you are with only your right hand lifted high above your head. Stand wherever you are. Your eyes closed with your right hand lifted. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Yes, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I want the blood of Jesus to wash me. I want the word of God to change me. I want the fire of his word. Hey, the sword of his word. I want the hammer of his word. Hey, Lord, please help me. I am here this afternoon to receive your word and to be changed by it. If this is what you are saying, with only your right hand lifted. Father, behold, every hand that is lifted. I pray with them and I pray for them. Let the grace of God that brings salvation be our portion. May we not die in our sins. Let salvation, oh yes, that you promise, come over everyone who has declared, who has not denied you. For you said, if you deny me on that day, I will deny you. Lord, we acknowledge you. Help us to know you, to walk with you, to love you until the very end. Now, with your hands lifted, move and come to me. I want to pray with you right here. My sister, come. My brother, come. Yes, come. Come to me. Come. Yes, yes, come. I want to pray with you. My sister, from the back, come. Come to me. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Right here. Oh, yes. Come to me. Right here. Come closer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Right here. Right there. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come. God bless you. Stand right there. Right here. I'm waiting for you. Come, my sister. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Come. Your life will never be the same. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you are thinking, should I go? Should I do it today? Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. And your life will never be the same. If you are coming, come and join quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm waiting for you. If you are coming, move and come. Please, those of us in front, can we lift our hands? God bless you, my sister. God bless you. I'm still waiting for you. I'm still waiting for you. Come. This is the reason why Jesus brought you this afternoon. He said, no one can come to me except I have drawn it. God has drawn you by his power, by his spirit. Come, and your life will not be the same. Let us pray together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me 
and wash me with your blood. From now, I believe in you. Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the savior, the master, and the Lord over my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, I am yours. Please help me to know you, to serve you, to walk with you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. Therefore, whatever you have in me, I reject it. I refuse it. I rebuke it. In the name of Jesus, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving my life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, I thank you for the life of your wonderful people. I pray with them and I pray for them that the grace of God that brings salvation will be their portion. Let them know you. Reveal yourself to them. Lord, bless them with your Holy Spirit and let them walk with you until we see each other in heaven. Lord, when all is said and done, oh yes, may we not miss out. Thank you. Thank you. Let every chronic condition, sickness, pain, illness, difficulty, curses, let it be broken over their lives. I say this one free. In the name of Jesus, let the angel of healing Oh, yes, the healing angel and the salvation angel, tag them now. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your mind. Be healed in your soul. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord perfect that which concerns you and let it be well with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at me. What you've done is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven. Amen. You will never regret it. And I want you to know that this is your church. God is going to bless you over here. And uh, the, can you see our sister there? Yeah. She's going to share something with you. Pray with you and you come right back. Or we can serve them that they will also serve you with something very chilled and cold to reduce the heat in the system. And your life will not be the same. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.